Best friendhood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best, best friendhood. Hey, new friends. This is Jacob, and uh, we just wanted to share a little wonderful embarrassment with you. Um, we're new to the podcasting world. Don't worry. We're already getting better. Somehow we managed to record our first episode, the one you're about to listen to, at two different speeds. So you may notice there are some cave-like wonderments, and we would just ask that you pay those no mind. What we decided, though, was that there were too many golden nuggets. We decided to just put it out as it is. So be forewarned, there will be some audio imperfections. So thanks for being with us. And now, on to the podcast. Hi, that's Melissa. That's Jake. And this is Best Friendhood. A podcast where we are just best friends talking about things and life and stuff and just kind of being because I guess really this is our very first episode and we what would you say we've been lollygagging debating pondering questioning planning for like two years (laughs) I mean I was gonna say closer like six months but the idea has started probably two years ago yeah I would say I remember the idea started two years ago this summer and we're recording in summer. Yeah. When your husband was on a road trip and we just started talking to him on the phone and he said, you guys, I'm fine not being part of the conversation. (laughs) It's like listening to a podcast that I just really enjoy. (laughs) And sometimes get to interact with. Sometimes. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we were just sitting out back in the lawn chairs and literally he was on speakerphone and we just went off on our tangents. We did. And it was fun. And I guess trying to figure out how we are special. I was going to say why, but I went, that's too big of a question. Yeah, that's a really broad question. Yeah. It's something we can tackle over time, I think. Maybe not in the first episode. Correct. You know what? Let's, yeah, let's keep the bar pretty low. I mean, we've we've done well so far. It took us, what, an hour and 17 minutes mm-hmm. to figure out how to actually record with two microphones? Yep. It did take us that long. Pretty proud of us, though. We did it. I am, too. I can't really say that, though, because you're the one that did the work. I sat here and looked cute and supported you as you did the thing. You did some really great Googling. I did my best. You you did. I got those thumbs working on that phone and just went pew, pew, pew. And then as soon as I'm like, hey, I think what we just need to do is go buy this thing. You know what you did? You went and put your shoes on. You were ready to hop out that door with me. Like, let's just go spend over $100 right now. We have 45 minutes before the store closes. Let's, let's get go. it. <laughs> That's best friendhood. Best when your best friendhood. friend says, hey, we might need some shit, you get up and go. Let's do it. Yeah. So we have been talking about this for a while, and I think we're still kind of trying to get the idea of what this is going to be mm-hmm. figured out. I don't know. Because there was a time when you and I were sitting out back yet again talking about it. And I guess your first initial idea and my first initial idea of what this, what best friendhood, this podcast would be, was completely different. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that. So maybe we should talk about that because I think that itself almost encompasses our friendship. Because for me, 
what I was thinking is like, what it's going to be is we're going to be sitting down and we're really going to like get into the nitty gritty on why friendships are important and, and how we only survive as human beings when we make these deep and big connections and trying to help people forge ahead and, and, and find these things for themselves. And what was your initial idea? My initial idea as somebody who studied some psychology, was to talk about the psychology of friendship and how people build friendships, why we build friendships, which ties in nicely with your stance of, we need these connections as human beings to survive and to thrive. And especially over the last year, which we're not gonna talk about that today, no. but no. couldn't have survived without friendships. So for me, it was a very research-based, sort of informal, yet educational idea. And I think through the synthesis of us discussing and pondering and the reason it's taken six months is because really I feel like we've come to this place of a little bit of both of us where we get to be with each other as we are. Yeah. To be genuine and real. And I'm gonna bring some science every now and then. Which I love. I love that because it, it making sense of the human, do I want to say the human condition? Sure. I'm not sure if I do or not. Anyway, more so, what I really loved is when I was starting to like go off my own little brain spiral slash anxiety about things, you went, but there's a golden thread. The most important thing is this golden thread. And I love that you kept bringing it up. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, Jacob. That's adorable and beautiful. Yeah, there's a golden thread. Oh, you know. But <laughs> it didn't really hit my brain until you actually verbalized it for me that we we will have this golden thread. And what that golden thread is... The golden thread is our friendship. Ugh. That's simply it. Occam's razor, the simplest answer, is most likely the truth. The golden thread for us, for this podcast, is our friendship, our love for each other, and the space that we give each other to be, and hopefully give anybody who chooses to listen to this, extend that space to them as well. Ugh. I just think you're the greatest. I think you're the greatest. Oh my gosh. That's best friendhood, y'all. That's best friendhood, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think when we um, started talking about doing this, we're like, well, why would people even choose to listen? That was a big question that I asked and still ask myself. Yeah. It's a huge kind of like bit of anxiety where truthfully, why are people going to choose to listen? And we kind of, oh, I remember one thing that at least I thought about and I think you echoed the same thought process of is some of our favorite podcasts you know they've been going on for years and what they've kind of evolved into are really just two friends sitting and talking and being real with each other and for me I think that's it's so rare and so awesome to witness something genuine in this world where Everything that we're fed all of the time, you know, whether you're watching TV or scrolling through any of the social world out there, it's, it's, I mean, not that this won't be somewhat produced, but what was it that we said earlier? Um, much like our personalities, this podcast will not be polished. <laughs> <But> <laughs> everything is so produced and so form fit and, you know, putting filters on, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I think it's so... It does something to my heart to listen to two people just being real with each other and connecting and feeling. And you can you can hear that. Like when when you are around two people who just click 
you can hear that, you can feel that. And I think that's that's something that we don't get very much of and something that I've been granted with your friendship over just honestly, not that many years that we've actually become super close, which we should probably get into for this first episode, you know, like a... Oh, that's a great idea. The origin our, story. Yes, our, our oh, origin story. <laughs> we should probably make a comic book. Um, <laughs> that from the beginning of our friendship, like I felt that click with you, mm-hmm. but we'll, I we'll don't know, there. did you, I know that I'm just, I'm going off That's right okay. now, but did you have anything that you wanted to kind of add I to do, that? Actually, I never want to interrupt you. You're so very good at not, I am the antithesis of that. <laughs> Okie doke. Sorry. I, I love it when you go off on those thoughtful tangents it's one of my favorite things about you so the many favorite things i have about you to echo though what you said as you said when we've talked about this i've often brought up that some of my podcasts that i've listened to for years really there's an element to most of them that is just this genuine connection between two people that either started a podcast based on their friendship and a common interest or were brought together by a work experience or something and through the shaping and progression of the podcast developed a friendship. And so you kind of get to hear that deep connection grow as they learn about each other and laugh about each other and 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 experience new parts of their friend while recording. It's such a, a, a human experience that I find so moving. I mean, I've listened to my favorite murder for years. Mm-hmm. And over the last two years, I would say I've noticed a shift in Georgia and Karen. You know, they do these great detailed book reports on true crime. And I enjoy that. What has kept me coming back, though, is there was a shift from, all right, here we are. Let's get into the stories to murder, murder, death, death, death. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They shifted away from that a little bit to where, you know, you have the first 30 minutes or so, especially during the times of which we are not speaking, Mm. where they really are just reconnecting. It's like they haven't seen each other all week or in a couple weeks, and they're just talking about their daily lives. And the banality of that brings out such human love and appreciation for each other that that's what keeps me coming back, is oh. just hearing their affection for each other, hearing the, the genuine laughter and interest in each other's lives. I would listen to a podcast like that all day if I could. It is the best version of reality TV, mm-hmm. which I wholeheartedly dislike. It's it's what reality TV, I think, wanted to be. It's what the original, uh, mm, so many strangers living in a house. Real world. Thank you very much. It's what the original real world was. Mm-hmm. Unscripted. Unscripted. Connecting people, people and see what happens. People were faking themselves to get on TV. Mm-hmm. Oy vey. Anywho, yes. I love that. I love you. I love you. And I think for <laughs> the first episode, maybe we should talk about our friendship mm-hmm. and then how that moved into what we have now lovingly bestowed the name of best friendhood upon. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great place to start. Yeah, let's do it. Do you want to start off? Because here's the thing. Back then, mm, so this was uh, a (laughs) A while ago. A while ago, and my brain is uh, a lot fuzzy. That's okay. So I think 
what would actually help me out is if you started and then I can kind of reassemble the puzzle pieces in my brain. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give you kind of the highlights that I remember. Okay, thank <laughs> Great. Very first time I met you, we were at a little bar here in town. We were not there with the same crew, mm. but we both knew the same people. And I just remember meeting you on the patio and thinking, wow, she is so cool. I wish I could be friends with her. There's no way a nerdy bookworm, <laughs> Harry Potter obsessed kid like me would ever be friends with someone that cool. It's very gracious. Come to find out a few, I don't know, months maybe down the line, maybe years even, we just kept bumping into each other. Yes. Through the same people, through the same group of friends. My favorite memory of you and me before this era of our friendship yes. is a Halloween party. Oh, the Halloween the party. The Halloween party. This is where I would start things off. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm really curious to hear your recollection. I'll give mine, and then I want to hear how you remember this. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want me to just, like, start bulldozing in right now? Like, well, let me tell you what happened. No, you go. If you, you would go. like to. Oh, no. it's. I'm sure you will be much more detailed and, and uh, slightly more glorious. So please, continue on. Thank you. So my memory is that I had just gone through a breakup. It was the longest relationship I'd ever been in. He and I had planned, ugh a couple's Halloween costume. First and only time I've ever done that. And we broke up, I think, maybe two weeks before Halloween. And in our group of friends, Halloween was such a big oh, deal. We packed in... 75, 80? I was going to say 80 to 100 people in our tiny-ass house. Tiny house. Like, it still amazes me that the floor joists never broke. That was a thing my anxiety was worried about way back then. <laughs> Luckily, there was no basement. There might have been a crawl space. We wouldn't there have fallen was. too far. Right. We would have just dropped a couple feet, and everyone was so drunk, we all would have been like, well, that's cool. Drop it lower, lower, lower. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, at this party... I went out on a limb. I went out on a limb and I did drag for the second time in my life. The first time in this particular area of the country, mm -hmm. which is not super drag friendly. Had a great time at the party, was talking with people who didn't even recognize me. It was so much fun. One of my good friends did the makeup for me because I didn't know how. <laughs> and I just yeah. remember towards the end, middle of the evening, you know, we were in our 20s. You party, you pregame, then you go to the bar. And I was overcome with anxiety about going to the bar. And the our friend who was hosting said, Oh, I was too. I lived there. Oh my gosh, I forgot you lived there at that time. i That's one thing I have not forgot about that. I thought that was later. Nah, dude. Okay, so that was your home too. So Correct. you were co-hosting. Yeah. All right. I was super anxious about going to the bar. Co-host said, it's fine. These people have known you for years and didn't recognize you. No one at the bar is going to take a second look at you. It's Halloween. Sorry. Go Interjecting. Ahead. Yeah. It's not that you're worried about people recognizing you. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that you were in drag mm -hmm. and there at that time, there was a huge <sighs> empty space and knowing whether or not you would actually be safe. No matter if you had friends who recognized you or not, that's not the point. Mm -hmm. That's not what the anxiety was. Mm -hmm. The anxiety was really about even, so I'm a cis gay male and just going to that bar, I had had interactions with straight hetero men, or excuse me, cis hetero men 
who were not friendly. Right. And, and so it wasn't about being recognized in drag. That was kind of the point, was to be out in drag. What was driving my anxiety was the risk of being hate-crimed, essentially. So where my recollection really brings you into the picture is everyone was going, people were trying to convince me, and you came up and put your hand on the small of my back and just said, hey, if you don't feel safe going, that's fine. I don't really want to go either, so I'll hang out here with you. And we did. And I just remember we sat on the back patio and had such good conversations. That was the night that I found out that you also loved Harry Potter. (laughs) And we just connected. But I still had that little voice in my brain that said, man, this bitch is cool. I can't be friends with her. So that's how I kind of see the origin of our story. There's more to it that ushered this era in. Yes. But I want to toss it back to you for for your take on this. I would say, like, from... You have helped me in remembering when I lived at a different residence and you had come over with that first group of friends that you had mentioned. And I do slightly remember that. Um, Again, I was in my younger 20s and I am in my mid-30s now. So it was a while ago, y'all. Anyway, but yes, most specifically for me, I think I... I didn't know if you actually remembered me until that Halloween party. I know, I know, this is the thing, we don't... He was just making these huge eyeballs. You guys can't see that, obviously, yet. Maybe someday we'll share it. Probably not. Let's be real. Not gonna shower all the time when we record. So, nonetheless, I was not sure if you actually remembered me, remembered me. But, yeah, I truly and wholeheartedly did not feel like going out to the bar. It's expensive. It is packed. People are rude. These are things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. So staying home and enjoying the plethora of snacks and alcoholic beverages that we had, why would you go? Even if you wanted to go hit the dance floor, you could shake your booty, what, two inches either way. Mm-hmm. And probably get hit in the face with, like, somebody's, I don't know. Somebody's elbow, their or drink. Or bad wig or something. Right. You know, like, or, you know, end up with fake blood all over your, I don't know, anyway, gross. I mean, it's Halloween. People, any hooch. So yes, hanging out with you. And there is actually a picture that I have. And every time that it pops up on my memories, like I re-save it to my camera roll. Because I just go, this was the beginning of it all. Like I was. That is so funny. I do the same thing. I I was scrolling through my pictures today looking for something specific from years ago. And I saw that picture like four times. And I was like, why do I save this every time? Oh, I know. Because I cherish that moment so much. It It was the beginning. And then for me, in my brain, my recollection, um... Like, we never really touched base or talked again after that party. We just kind of didn't. Um, You went off, out of state, lived a different life. I mean, you were thriving. You do what you do. Mm -hmm. And you're always awesome at whatever you choose to do. Thank you. This is a fact. Um, And I think the next part was, I heard that you were moving back. And I just went, I like that guy. I wonder if we'll be friends this time. And I literally thought that in my head. I wonder if we'll be friends this time. Oh my gosh. I don't think I knew that. Oh yeah. When when I heard that you were moving back and it was just our two friends and you mm-hmm. who were trying to move like all of your possessions. Into a tiny... We may talk about that. It was not a good situation. You know, maybe. Maybe we'll get into that. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, I just genuinely enjoy helping people that I mm-hmm. like 
that doesn't feel like the right word at this instance, but... You're a very generous and giving person with your assistance. To certain people. Yes. With <laughs> boundaries. Right? With healthy boundaries. Hey, that's, I like that. Yeah, I like that. With healthy boundaries. Um, so, yeah. And I was kind of excited because in my brain I went, well, if I help him move in, then he'll be like, oh, hey, Melissa's here. And I bet she would like to hang out. Also... Maybe he'll buy me, like, a lunch sometime because I'm still broke all of the time. Anyway, <laughs> and and I think that's really kind of when things got rekindled. But even after that instance, I don't think that we actually hung out until... It was uh, a month and a half later. I distinctly remember it because I, I was still commuting back to Chicago for work. Mm. And then I hurt my arm and I wasn't able to work anymore. I wasn't able to make that commute like mm. I had been. And... So at that point, you know, I had found a different place to live that was much better because you saved the day and said, guys, we're moving all of this stuff of Jake's into this place and I don't feel like this is going to be safe for Jake. And I went, oh my God, thank you so much because I couldn't bring myself to say it. Like I I just drove across the country from Chicago. I have nowhere to go. I mean, we figured it out. We figured it out. I got a place. It was fine. But after that, I wanted to connect with you. It was, you know, hot humid summer oh it's gross yeah and once i hurt my arm i realized like i'm just hanging out at my apartment i'm not going to work not going to school yet i'm not doing anything why haven't i reached out to melissa and i remember it was a thursday night and i shot you a text and just said hey i don't know if you're busy can we hang out or something and yes yeah answer is always yes because i always thought that you were too cool for me excuse me let me explain why i think that Jake is too cool for me. Which would you rather, Jake or Jacob, for this? I'm fine with either. Okay. We introduced as Jake, and I'm fine with that because you you're call my me friend. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way. All right. I might just stick with Jake because that's what let's, falls out of my face. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. You were always too cool to be my friend. So to like, it's absolutely like heart sparkling when. I think about it like it's annoyingly adorable that we both thought that the other was too cool to be our friend but that is literally the truth it is yeah. <laughs> that's the truth because you were is it okay if i go into your history mm-hmm. you were a flight attendant you like lived this magical life of flight attendanthood, right yeah that's what i would call it i believe so and then you have always been a student of the world and and how intelligent you are and the people that you hang around like you are well you always seemed to me way too busy cool and awesome like i'm like okay well i'll just i'll just you call me some time if you if i'm gonna read some sandwich hey i always thought that about you too like <laughs> i always thought man she hangs out with like the coolest people like the the crew that we were both connected to mm-hmm. i loved and thought that they were so cool And so for them to be friends with you, you're even more cool. And I just, those fleeting moments that we would run into each other. Like, I just always remember every time we would see each other out and about or at a party, we would embrace and be like, hey, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. And I I don't know if it was anxiety or what it was, but there was just always this little voice that was like, man, she's cool. You're not cool enough to hang out with her. Come to find out. We're equally cool. We're equally cool. We both really want to be each other's friend. And I I, I think that's something that's so interesting about, I think those years that we were in, the early 20s, where you really, I mean, at least for me, I didn't, I don't believe that I fully felt like a real person until 25. And even then, I don't think that I have felt like an adult 
I mean, I barely now, but probably until I was like 30, 31. Mm -hmm. And I still don't fully understand my own wants and needs and adventures. But I think that's so interesting. Not interesting. I think it's so telling for we as humans to not pursue something because we're scared we're not worthy. That's what basically what we were doing Mm -hmm. in avoiding reaching out to each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's almost like seeing the hottie at the bar, like, uh, well, obviously out of my league. Right. But with friendship. Yes. Yeah. Why? You're making a choice for somebody else. You're assuming that they're going to reject you, even in friendship, like you said. Right. You're doing some mind reading and kind of thinking, they won't like me. They won't accept me. They have they have more exciting things going on. Mm-hmm. I'm not exciting enough. And I think that comes from maybe a place of like shame, self-doubt, mm. fear of rejection. Totally. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things that could feed into that. Yes. And when you finally just confront it and go, you know what? I'm going to try anyway. That's when life really unlocks and becomes beautiful, I think. Easier? Easier. I mean, it's hard as hell. For the first time. And then you realize, oh, everybody else is playing this game the same way. There's no instruction manual. I'm not the only one that didn't get it. There's no up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B, select, start. Right. (laughs) No, dude, you got to do it. You have to do it. Which is why we're actually doing this now, finally. Yes. I'm best friendhood moment. Super proud of us. I'm super proud of us. We've talked about this forever. Mm-hmm. We're finally doing it. Mm-hmm. We even got a plan. So our thought process is that we're going to be recording on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Hopefully putting things out. You know what? I was going to say Sunday. Okay. But no. let's think about it. Sundays are hangover days. Sundays typically are. Yeah. So no. What about Tuesdays? Record Tuesday. Edit over the weekend. Record Thursday. Or, sorry. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. So record Thursdays. Edit over the weekend, Put drop it on Tuesday? Tuesday. I love that schedule. Don't you think, like, that's kind of like an uphill mm-hmm. step? We've got the whole week to talk about. Yes, and honestly, on Tuesdays, it would feel nice to be proud and accomplished. Yeah. By Tuesday of a week? Man, that means we've already accomplished something the day after Monday. That means I can go to bed by 8.30 that day. <laughs> Heck yes. <laughs> Wait. You don't go to bed by 8.30 every day? I do. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I pop that melatonin and I am out. It's the best being in your 30s. I don't know what it is. For me, I thrive when the sun is up. Yeah. But as soon as the sun goes down, then I'm like, um, I didn't accomplish anything. This day is ending. Um, Now I'm worried. And I have this like overbearing fear that I've not done anything in the day, which is completely untrue. Mm-hmm. You're a busy lady. You I get do, stuff do, done. I do a lot. I do a lot throughout the day. So anyway, proud of you for popping a melatonin and finding yourself some restful sleep. I need to get better at that. I'm not going to judge your life choices. You know, you never have, which is surprising because there's a lot of judgy things that could be judged. That's part of being a human. Well, yeah. I mean, no doubt. We are no better or no worse than anyone else mm-hmm. out there. Nope. Our decisions to be true to ourselves and true with each other about them, that's what makes us best friends. Mm-hmm. That's what brings on best friendhood. Mm-hmm. Is we really, oh, because that's another thing that when we've talked about building this, putting this together is our friendship. And, and what it is, is complete honesty and trust in a person to be ourselves around mm-hmm. and with. 
It's a level of intimacy that is unlike anything I've experienced before, whether, I mean, it's certainly not a romantic interest, of course, so it's not that type of intimacy. But I, we have called you the, oh Lord, help me, what what clever words did I use the other day? You said the platonic third partner to your marriage. Yes. So I I guess in a way. (laughs) But you are, I just, I used to ask if he would mind if he would come over. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, I just went, Jake's coming over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember when that happened. You you shared that with me the day that you st- made that shift. And <laughs> yeah. I remember the three of us just laughing about it. Like, yeah, of course I'm coming over. <laughs> Which is so important. It, and it really is. I think you're right when you say it's a level of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Because I, I know that I don't need to, like we talked about earlier, I don't need to put polish or a filter. Or I don't mm-hmm. need to remember to not say this thing around you. Mm-hmm. Like I might put the precursor. I might go, hey, petty moment real fast yep just so you know like which mindset i'm in but i think that something that's so absolutely lovely so absolutely genuine and unique is the acceptance of me from you Mm -hmm. and we have that with each other we do because i receive that back from you too i don't i honestly do not believe that there is anything that you could say do or be that would turn down the dial on my love for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen each other in some pretty messy happenstances. And there are some messy happenstances that you don't let me in on. Like when you're barfing. Well. Which is fine. I know that's something that's, you know, your level. That's my that's, thing. That's your boundary. Yep. I I have, would have no qualms on coming in and helping you, but that's your boundary. <laughs> You know, and I will respect that, that until an emergency comes around, and then you know I'm busting In down which that, case, bolt, that door. I know that I can rely upon you to bust that door down. And I would know when that level mm-hmm. has happened. Mm-hmm. Is that a little? Did I go too far? Are you comfortable with me saying that? I think it's hilarious that you went there. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> it is the truth. I think it's so funny. Okay. It's totally okay. fine. I appreciate that you checked, though. Oh, Thank you. Yes. Oh, well, but yeah, really, that's fine. Okay. Our new friends. I hope you guys aren't grossed out. Oh, and I also who hasn't drank a little bit too much and barfed once or twice. Also, it wasn't always from drinking though. No, I straight up got food poisoning. Yeah, you did. That was wretched. Oh gosh, wretch, wretch. Hey. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad joke alert. Um, yeah, and I. This is also something that's very much our friendship is checking in with each other about mm-hmm. things. Never, never keeping the same expectation. Always checking in mm-hmm. with each other about things because you know we are humans and our we evolve we change we flow all of the time this is something that i learned from you Mm. is the i wanted to initially say perpetual check-in but that's not quite what i want um the 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 genuine Mm check-in and it's and it's not annoying because i know that when we do it with each other when we check in with each other Mm -hmm. it's because we're not we know and expect each other to change and grow. So we just want to check in that the same levels that we've had are still okay. Right. Or if things have changed, let me know. And then let's move and groove with that new one. Yeah. I love, and that's something that I've never thought of nor experienced before in a friendship or any other kind of relationship is just the, hey, I know you so well. I'm not going to take that for granted. Is this still okay? Mm -hmm. Like what, who does? That's beautiful. It is beautiful. It, it is. And it's a, a definitely a piece of our pr- friendship that I 
cherish. I mean, I appreciate that so much that we do that with each other. The other piece to that that I was thinking that I can't remember where I picked it up, if it was from you or somebody else and we just incorporated in with our friendship, checking to see the other person's emotional space. If we have something heavy, we need to discuss. Do you have room? Do you have space? I have something I need to share. Yes. If you're in a space that you're, you can't hear it or, you know, if you're going through something of your own, do we have space together? Or is this something that I need to talk to somebody else about or, or hold for a little <sighs> bit longer until you have the space to share that with me or vice versa? Do yeah. I have the space to hold that for you? And one of the, th- you've always been honest with me. There have been a couple times where we've each had to say, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I've got this going on. I've got, you know, XYZ Mm -hmm. happening. I just don't have it in me today. And we go, okay, thanks for letting me know. And we move on and we find other things to lift each other and to support each other. Even if we're not openly discussing what's wrong, we still support and carry each other through that. And I think how we're able to do that is because we know that that support is there, that we are able to survive for another however long until we can talk about it Mm -hmm. because we know we will be okay Mm -hmm. because we know that we can talk about this i just need to hold on for it's like the unbreakable kimmy schmidt where she goes you can do anything for 10 seconds well said yeah hold on for 10 more hold on until the next time Mm -hmm. because i know and here's the other i keep using the word beautiful and unique i need to find some other beautiful descriptor um Oh, there I am using it. You need to find another beautiful and unique descriptor. Thanks, Broham. But yes, uh, to be able to feel safe enough to know that I will be granted the space to speak on these heavy, tough, huge things. I just need to wait. Mm -hmm. And I can. I will survive. I just need to wait. Mm -hmm. I think... uh, did we not mention this earlier? Like surviving would not be possible if we did not have friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you opened with that. Yeah, this is, I mean, you know, a much different line of this, mm-hmm. but it's still the same. Like I know that I can survive until I can speak to you about this, about this thing that makes me feel like my life is coming to an end, but I know it's not. And I will be okay until I can talk to you about it. And to have you as my best friend, who is so GD smart and has this way of not only um, retaining and finding a fascinating, informative, and integrated way of telling me what you've learned of the, the human psyche and thought process and whatnot, but applying it to me as your friend and knowing my life and most of my thought pattern patterns, yeah. I'm the luckiest little lady there ever were and i'm the luckiest little gay boy i thought you were just because you were just nodding your head and i thought you were just gonna go you're right you are (laughs) (laughs) we're both lucky and that feeds into why or i don't like the phrase feeds into that informs why we decided to start this podcast is because the lessons that we've learned about intimacy about friendship about being genuine with other people isn't something that either of us has experienced to this level before. And I think a big part for me of this podcast is wanting to share that with other people. Yes. And maybe offer, you know, our experiences with the hope that someone else can maybe take that step and say to the person at the party, you know what? I think you're cool as hell. 
could we grab lunch sometime and, and speed that process it. up so that nobody else has to wait the years that we did? Because I've told you, I have a little bit of grief about not starting our friendship earlier. At the same time, I remember the first time I told you that you very wisely countered <laughs> with, yeah, but we also wouldn't be where we're at today. So we may not have been able to connect as well. I, and I still wholeheartedly believe that. Me too. May I bring a little psychology in? Yes. After we take a quick break. A quick break it is. I Right now, my bladder feels smaller than yours. And that yours is, is the size of a peanut. Oh, is... love you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We're doing it. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for being kind. Oh, I mean, you know, you're welcome. So, uh, anyway, something that when we were taking our little break that you brought up that I think would be so very important, I think, especially because... You know, first episode, let's make sure that people know that we really are meaning it when we say that we're bringing some real to this Mm -hmm. in the sense of science and thought process and understanding. Something that you had said outside was... Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. It's actually, it was just a continuation of the thought that I had had that I want to talk a little bit about intimacy. So for me, intimacy was always a weird word to discuss I'll come back to that. Yeah. The thing that I love the most about our friendship and part of the psychology that I understand now, having gone through grad school, hey, I don't like to talk about it, but I've got a (laughs) master's. You are smart. (laughs) uh, Was learning about how trust and intimacy and safety develop. That in order to have the level of friendship that you and I have built, it didn't just happen overnight. Mm. It took years of honest, vulnerable conversations and kind of testing the waters with each other, sharing something and seeing how the other reacts. Yes. Yeah. Am I going to get empathy for this or am I going to be judged for this? Because so frequently in life, when we open ourselves up that way to people, what often happens is we receive judgment. We receive invalidation. And one of the key foundations for friendship or a, a romantic relationship, a parent-child relationship, is not to invalidate somebody else's experience, but rather to validate their emotions, to validate their experience of something. Even if you don't understand their emotional response to a situation, their response is valid. And, and if we can honor people's lived experiences, what that develops and what that creates is a thing often called felt safety. Mm. Now, this is something that typically is brought into trauma work. So therapy, psychiatry with people who have undergone trauma, their nervous systems don't respond to the world in the way that somebody who has not experienced trauma responds. And essentially, after experiencing a trauma, you have to develop within relationships felt safety. In parent-child relationships, we do that by the parent explicitly saying, I'm your parent. I love you. I'm going to keep you safe. In adult friendships like ours, we develop that sense of felt safety by opening ourselves up a piece at a time and sharing that vulnerability and receiving validation, receiving empathy, receiving acceptance. Earlier, you made the comment that there's nothing in the world that I could share with you or say to you that would change your love of me as a person yeah and that's so vital to being able to experience human connection in the deepest way we are animals who are 
created or evolved, whatever you choose to believe. I like how you said that. To be with each other in a multitude of ways. And in order to do so presently, meaning to be with someone in the moment, is to be safe. So that's one of the many things I love about you, is you have always offered validation. You have always offered that safety. Whether it's crying my eyes out because of a breakup (laughs) over a boy, or, or it's sharing some of the struggles that I've gone through. Having that from you has allowed me to truly trust you. I always want to let you know how proud of you I am, how very high I hold you in the realm of my brain. Um, always. <laughs> I don't People might get sick of me reminding you how much I love you all the time. <laughs> but hey, that's what this podcast is all about. Sorry and not sorry. Um, something that you said, something that people can't see is, because um, I've tried to be better at interrupting you, because mm-hmm. I'm very good at interrupting you. And I know you're rather gracious sometimes and allow me that space. Sometimes you're on a roll and I don't want to uh, mess you up, but I also don't want to forget. So I'll shoot my arm up in the air. And Jacob has now learned I'm not just a weirdo. That's how he knows I have something to add. And I literally <laughs> just had to turn around and like scrawl it down because I knew I was going to forget because my short term memory is not the best. But you had said um, when you're speaking to somebody and you're you're um, sharing your story with them and you ask yourself, am I going to get empathy? Am I going to be judged or whatnot? And uh, and I, I thought that really kind of connected with what we were speaking on earlier in holding off on a friendship, thinking, oh, well, they're too cool or whatever. That's almost part of it too, is like, will this person respond to me and my truth? Mm. How fits for me? Mm-hmm. Kind of how we were talking about people clicking earlier it's almost the way that you respond to me and vice versa makes sense like that's the way that i want to be connected with Mm -hmm. does that make sense it does that i think what i'm hearing is in the way in which the way in which we connect just as part of who we each are individually is to offer validation and to offer acceptance to people Mm -hmm. yes and when we brought that together we both experienced something that we have seldom experienced in other friendships. It's like a true mirror, mm-hmm. but way better than Maleficent's could ever be. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Is that Maleficent? Is it not? No. <gasps> that's Sleeping Beauty. Oy vey. Mirror, um, mirror on the wall is that's Snow White. Snow White. Oh gosh. The Wicked Queen. Do is you that remember just her name? We read that, that book. That book at the beginning of the pandemic. I, don't I said the word. You sure did. We read that book with our little book club that we created, and it was. I don't remember if we liked it or not. Um, there were portions that I liked, but it was it was one of those villain origin stories. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. There were a lot of tropes in there. There were a lot of. And some serious sexism and misogyny. Oh, my word. Even though it's from the perspective of a leading lady. She was enthralled with just making sure that her husband and her quote-unquote family were happy, beautiful, successful. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as she started feeling real feelings, she started to turn evil. Mm -hmm. WTF. Excuse me, what the hell? (laughs) Pardon you, person who wrote this. I wonder if it was written by a man. (sighs) Her bosoms were shining in the midday dew. 
and as they bounced to and fro, the rosy hue of her cheeks and lips withdrew from the pleasurable... Keep going. Uh, I don't... Any hoosh. Um... <laughs> That was a lovely interlude. Thank you. You betcha. We should probably get back on track. Do we have a track? What is our track? Are we supposed well, to be talking about something? I have a question for you oh, to right. kind of bring us back around. Sure, sure, sure. Cool. I feel cool. like it's close to time maybe to wrap up or prepare to wrap up. I'm not sure. Couldn't tell you. Let's go for it. I have a question for you. Okay. Where did you come up with the name Best mm. Friend Hood. That's cute that you ask it in that fashion, dear sir, because I did not, or did I? No, I don't believe. I think I believe we... you proffered it first. I can't remember how Best we came up with hood. it. Best friendhood. I think in my brain I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> 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 and then like most things, <laughs> we come back around on that topic together and then we get to you know dissect it a little further and help bring um a fuller understanding Mm -hmm. um but yeah i just really liked the sound of best friendhood i truly did right off the top of the bat i thought it sounded cool but then we got into it and i think we started to uh, kind of connect the dots of how there are these relationships that people have and these groups that people can kind of adhere to when we're talking about brotherhood or sisterhood or even motherhood you know it's uh it's these hoods i wish you all could see how cool i looked when i said that she looked Uh, really cool you are the best liar i've ever witnessed anyway but there should be something said about best friendhood because it is like a sisterhood it is like a brotherhood but it's so different and it's beyond what People, I think, are used to understanding when somebody says, oh, that's my best friend. Mm -hmm. I mean, you are my best friend. There is absolute, no doubt, you are my best friend. Mm -hmm. And you are mine. Oh, well, thank you for filling that in. Um, (laughs) But what we have is a best friendhood. It is. We're not sisters. We're not brothers. But my soul is so intrinsically connected to yours. Yeah, I think I think it's super fitting. I don't know what what do you have to I, say? I couldn't say it better. I think I remember the night that you brought it up. We were tossing ideas around and just I don't know, being us, just kind of goofing around and and coming up with ideas. And you said that, and the way it sounded, just right off the tip of the tongue, was oh yeah, okay. I really like the way that sounds. And then we really, like you said, we started talking about sisterhood, brotherhood, motherhood, fatherhood, all of these different ways in which we describe very specific types of relationships mm-hmm. through which people connect to each other. Yes. I can think of like the folks that I work with. They're all parents. They all share parenthood. There's that shared life experience. Mm-hmm. The neat thing is our hood is not sequestered to one part of our life. I truly, you know everything about me, mm-hmm. except for probably like my gene size. No, I think I know that because I bought you a birthday gift a few years ago. I don't remember. You, oh, you're so <laughs> sweet. I really, truly believed you right then. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled that out of my hat. Ah, uh, dig it. Yeah. So that's it. Best friendhood. Because I think best friendhood. And that's something that we talked about too, when when trying to figure out what we wanted this to be. Uh, I think that the importance of understanding how precious mm-hmm. and how extraordinarily important having just a friend that is the person you can go to. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, because some people, some people maybe are able to find their best friend within their marriage. Cool, cool, cool. Tight, tight, tight. I don't believe that's a thing. I don't know that that's everybody's experience and there needs to be oh, space. That's a better way to say this. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's a better way to say this. I don't this. think it's everybody's experience. There needs to be room in our vocabulary, in our society, mm-hmm. in the world to accept that even in a marriage, yes, you are hopefully deeply in love and you have a healthy committed relationship and you make it work and outside of that why not foster friendships that build you up and support you in that marriage or if you're not married if you're a single person why not have that really deep close connection with a friend who then will encourage and support you as a friend should in my opinion I I always hesitate to say the word should. I feel like there's a layer of judgment inherent with should that if Mm. you don't accomplish that thing, then you've failed or there's something innately wrong with you. That's just my own take on the word should. I appreciate that a lot. So I'm hesitant to say that, but really I, I do believe a friend should be someone who supports you and lifts you up. And if you're a single person looking for a partner, I want you to have a friend, a best friend who lifts you up in that. And if you're happy as a single person and you just have that person who is your person, I hope that they can support you and sustain you emotionally, intimately as a friend. And that takes a lot of self-growth first to be able to offer that as a friend and to also accept that as an individual in any kind of relationship that you're going to get into. RuPaul said it best. How the, help me out with this. How the hell can you love somebody else? If you, no, wait, no. Right, we're going to get this wrong and we're going to get yelled at. We're going to get so wrong. Oh, I'm afraid that Twitter's yelling at us after our first episode. Get your cellular device, (laughs) Google it. Uh, In the interim, I'm going to say, that the word intimacy, we've we've brought it up a lot today. I am in my mid-30s, and still the word intimacy makes me feel like a freaking teenager. Like it's a it's a word that, especially in our area of the world, is usually strictly involved with the sexual side of things. Mm-hmm. Intimacy. That means, oh, you're going to the sex store, or that means panties, or mm-hmm. that means intercourse. That's intimacy. Yeah, for the so longest. So it feels weird saying it. No, do I do it to you all the time? Don't, don't freaking cover your mouth like you're embarrassed that you just interrupted me. Say what you were gonna say, please. I didn't mean to jump in and interrupt. I apologize. You're so much better at it. Just than I am. another damn man speaking over a woman. That's what I always think when I interrupt you. So that's why I'm always so hesitant to do so and apologetic when I do. I'm also worried that you are then fostering my horrible, horrible habit of actually interrupting you. So this might be an impasse. Anyway, <laughs> please continue. All right, we're at an impasse. I'd love you. Intimacy, I, I 100% agree. The way I was raised and the way in which my family used that word never spoke to emotional intimacy or or physical and in, not physical intimacy meaning sex, but just being close. You know, you and I holding we hug each hands. other, holding hands. Those very platonic ways of being just close. close. And I think that's part of just the culture in the U.S. at large. In the Midwest. Because I think they're... I think I'm not going to speak for the East or West Coast. I've never lived there. I've lived I, in all I kinds believe... of places in the Midwest. And I, my experience is that 
we've always been told to leave enough room for Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So when I hear used to hear the word intimacy, I always went to beyond what you mentioned, like the sex store, panties. The way my family used the word intimate was literally as a code word for sex, sex because yeah. my parents were so puritanical that they couldn't say the S word. So through my own growth and through our friendship and talking about intimacy, I've come to a place of healing, I think. I, I'm going to chalk it up as healing that I can talk about intimacy and the different ways in which we are intimate with each other. Yes, because it is. Because I know when your jaw starts ticking, it's because you're thinking real hard or you're super stressed. Or if we need to go outside five times in a half an hour, it's because you have something to tell me. Hmm. These are things that an intimate friend, mm -hmm. somebody who is intimate within your existence would know. Mm -hmm. And mine is probably, she ate cauliflower rice. That's why she's been in the bathroom for <laughs> 18 hours. Or, oh, she accidentally fell asleep face first on the cat. That's why she cannot open her eyes. Mm -hmm. you, you know, it's just... Let me bring my medicated eye drops. Please. Non-prescription. Oh, Don't share man. prescriptions, folks. Correct. Oh, thank you for that PSA. I know. How, I'm so allergic to cats, and I own two of them. I house two of them. I love them so much. I know, and I love them too. They're like my little fluffy nieces. <laughs> I have a bleeding heart for both of them. One also makes them makes me bleed. She makes me bleed a lot. Something random. Yes. I have this friend, Dave, who told me this thing that will never leave my brain now. <laughs> Especially with indoor cats. Balloon knots everywhere. I'm not going to explain it any further. Just balloon knots. I don't believe it needs to be explained. Everything in your house. Every surface. You're welcome. So, Jacob, I mean, this is so, just our first, Melissa. just our first episode. It is. There will be more. There will. Our hope is to record on Thursdays, edit, and put out by Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. We'll see how long that lasts. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I wanted to ask you a question now. Oh, Are you okay. prepared? I think so. I mean, I hope so. I don't know. I want to know what you hope or think of this podcast for its future. You know that I always pause to think. I appreciate that so very much. And I'm just realizing I'm going to have to maybe check that a little bit so that our listeners don't mm. hear no. five seconds of silence. I, here's my ticket. I think that's important hmm. because things are always so sped up and always so quick. I wish I had that habit more so. That was some super validation. Thank you. It also gave me time to think. You're welcome. I was listening with one part of my brain, thinking with the other. I saw one eye twitching and the other started gazing off to the side. God, Correct. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do I hope for this podcast? Honestly, if my dreams were to come true for this podcast, mm -hmm. it would be that you and I get to talk about things that matter. Yes. Things that are important and mm -hmm. things that are real that other people can connect with and feel heard, feel validated, feel like we are holding space for their experiences. And in so doing, truly my dream would be to see this podcast create a community, to create a best friendhood of best friends, a best friendhood neighborhood. Oh my God. Just a load of all of us groups of best friends, whether it's two people or five people coming together and just relishing and sharing our joyous, joyful experiences of friendship with each other. They don't always have to be joyful. They can always be too. real. 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 
And even in the muck, even in mm. the yuck and the hurt, I want to be able to share that with people. And I want yes. people to be able to share that with each other. Yes. There is still beauty there mm -hmm. in the hurt, in the yuck, in the muck. And through that together. Because together we do get through it. Mm -hmm. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Can I tell you something that popped into my brain when you said muck? Yes, please. A muck, a muck, a muck. Tell me what movie that's from right now. I believe in you. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it is! <laughs> One of the few movies that I have seen. Oh, gosh. That oh, I should gosh, have yeah. seen as a child <laughs> and didn't see until I was in my mid-20s. Oh, you're so adorable. <laughs> I freaking love you so very much. A muck, a muck, a muck. All right. We have recorded long enough to make editing a fine and fun adventure. Which is only the start. This is only oh, the beginning. Um, I have not been able to share what I would like or hope for of the- Of course. So I'm gonna do that. Yes, please. <laughs> wait, wait. Sure. Melissa. Yeah. So you so thoughtfully and kindly asked what my hopes are for yeah, this podcast. Yeah, I sure did. What are your hopes for the podcast? Thank you, Jacob. Let me take this moment to share these thoughts. Um, I'm sorry that came across a little bit more sassy than I was thinking, or that I meant it to. You really, you put a beautiful brush stroke in there that I didn't even think about. And I love what you said to, to have this help build a community. I think that would be, because I know for myself, I have some podcasts that I, like I listen to when, I, when I'm craving a connection that I'm not getting. And I, and I don't mean that as, as in like a crutch. I, I kind of mean that in the way of like <laughs> fiending for a cheeseburger when I know that I should not be eating a cheeseburger, um, but in a healthy version, I'm sure that you can. I know exactly what you mean. Thank you. And I truly meant it when I said earlier that I do believe that we are not immersed frequently or nearly often enough in people being real and genuine with and to each other. I agree. That's, for me, for me, that's what's beautiful in life. And I would love to see and to share and to help be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that this is a mode that I'm actually able, I feel confident in being able to do that. In other areas of my life, I feel very much faltering or lackluster. But I think me being your best friend, I can do that. You're nailing it. You're not wrong. Also, <laughs> sorry, more so, more so sharing it with other people and, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully uh, we can find, we can find a grand way to help bring them into this mm -hmm. so that it becomes that community. Mm -hmm. I hope that as well. May I share one final thought because you just inspired me. I mean, let's do. You inspire me every time we hang out. Let's be very honest. But really what you just said, that touched me. And I hope that we're able, at the very least, to inspire someone to say to that person that they've always thought was so stinking cool, hey, do you wanna grab lunch? I think you're neat. Nothing romantic, like, I don't know, whatever disclaimers you need or want. There goes my anxiety brain. But just to say, do you wanna be friends? The answer is yes. Also, that made me think of that vine. Hey, I like you a lot. I think you're really cool. Maybe we can, Hang, hang out, out or, or something. something. <laughs> That's what was playing in my head as I was saying that. Oh, gosh darn. Okey-doke. You know 
You know what this is? Is it best, best friendhood? friendhood? We're gonna work on that. Yeah. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day. Thanks for letting us into your day. Take care of each other. Find some fun. Know that you are loved. And worth being loved. Love you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Best Friendhood was edited by Jake and me. Logo by Jennifer Bate. You can find us on the social media. I'm talking Twitter and Insta at BFHpod. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. And if you're feeling generous enough to help support us and possibly some better sound equipment, you can find us on Patreon at Best Friendhood. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, That's how I end it. (laughs)